Welcome back to the Georgia 2024 show. We are brought to you by the Georgia Record, georgiarecord.com. We want to welcome our audience on the War Room Posse, on the Conservative Daily Network out of Denver, and on the Caravan to Midnight Network and their 8 million radio listeners. Uh, we have a request to, it would be really a shame if 100 people signed up for our Rumble channel tonight. So CDM1 is the Rumble channel. We're really trying to grow it. Also the podcast. Podcast of the show is up a few hours after the show. Usually, uh, it's on any podcast provider. Subscribe and hit the notification button so you get notified the show is on. We're on Wednesday at seven and Sunday at two. And we want to ask you to sign up for our no ad subscriptions. You get access to all thirteen sites. Shortly, the Montana Sentinel is going to be up in about ten days. Uh, we've got a posse out there in Montana who's raring to go and bring truth to the uh, effort to bring, uh, you know, the LGBT uh, agenda and the transgender agenda into the state capitol recently. So a lot of going on there. Um, so help CDM support us everywhere. Sign up for our newsletter and email newsletters and put us in your daily scan. That's the most important. We need traffic. We're being stifled by the Internet Security, Security Agency. I don't know if you saw the recent uh, uh news piece that came out that said news from social media is drastically off this year and we've definitely seen that uh and we know but we're breaking through with emails in a lot of other ways so please support us regarding that i'm sure you've seen the news on the uh, iran issue where they found a spy in the national security council who was working inside the biden administration to take care of the regime in iran the mullahs who are one of the most uh tort murderous regimes out there they've executed over 130,000 of what's called the Iranian resistance, the MEK, the Mujahideen, the Kalk. I spent a lot of time with them in Paris and at their camp in Albania. And I've written a book called Paying the Price. So if you want to see a group that has literally paid the price for freedom, for a democratic and uh, human rights, free markets, everything in Iran, uh, check it out. It's on historyofbooks.com. If you go to ltodwood.com, I'll send you a signed copy and order it there. Uh, but um, Anyway, send me an email if, if it doesn't work on LTIDWood.com. I'm not sure it's set up yet, but we'll get you a signed copy and get that worked out. With that, I want to get uh, our sponsor, David Cross, a shout out. He's uh, really been supportive of the show. So if you're looking for a financial advisor, here you go. I'm David Cross, and you may know me from my election integrity work, but I also own U.S. Asset Management, a family-owned and operated investment advisory practice. I'm a certified portfolio manager, and my job is to help you make better decisions with your money. One of the things we try to avoid is investing in companies that push the woke agenda. If you're invested with one of the big firms out there, there's a pretty good chance that you're feeding the beast that hates your values. Our company is 100% conservative, and we'd love to have an opportunity to work with you. Check us out at us-am.com and look for our big, proud American Eagle logo. So we've got a great show for you tonight. Mallory Staples is raring to go to talk about uh, Senator Colton Moore. And we've got uh, a treat, Willie Laura, who uh, really actually built CNN Espanol back in the day when, before, uh, back when it was a real news organization. Uh, he's running CDM Espanol for us. And he's going to talk about the effort to bring the Hispanic population or community, which has already happened to a large extent, over to the America First side. And then we've got Stephanie Andres from uh, Fulton County, who's going to give us an update there. Go ahead, Bill. What do you got for us? Okay, well, let's, uh, let's bring in uh, Mallory Staples. We'll uh, welcome her. Mallory, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. I always love being with you guys. 
you get you get some new garb tonight. That's looking like pretty cool. Swag? Yeah. I picked this up. I went to Catoosa County the other night with Blake Bassham, our legislative director, to um, address and be with the Catoosa GOP, which is home of Senator Colton Moore, and um, dovetailed with Colton while we were up there. And he had a car full of these lovely hats and um, felt like it'd be appropriate since he is at the eye of the storm and much of the discussion of what's going on in Georgia that I would don this tonight with you guys. Well, since you're traveling around talking to groups, what are you hearing? Uh, we, we were lucky enough to have Colton on over the weekend and it just seems like every day there's more and more we see on signal chats and everything else. But what are you hearing when you visit these groups? Yeah, there's such a, um, not only evidence of, but um, the communication of solidarity behind Colton. Um, the citizenry, maybe not the elites, the bourgeoisie of political, um, you know, dumb, political dumb here in Georgia might not be with Colton, aka Senate leadership and mm. state leadership, but the people certainly are. It is literally almost without exception. Um, I'm, I'm headed to one, I think I'm in like eight counties in 11 days over these two weeks. So very, very busy. And one of the uh, heads of a county I'm heading into said that they had a videographer coming. They were going to read their letter of support. They've taken the petition, citizen petition, and are knocking doors. And when we get there, they're going to video the response of their crowd. She's so... Um, what's the word, um, confident that they're going to get this massive round of applause that they're filming it so that they can then send it to their rhino senator who does not support Colton and just have evidence of all the people in her district supporting him. And I thought, you know what, that is brilliant. That is absolutely brilliant. But I'm continuing to get copies of uh, GOP, Republican women's groups that are making, you know, public statements of support. Um, so the grassroots are just, I mean, Colton is grassroots. I mean, he, I just got off a call with him and he literally, we were on a Zoom call. He had to silence it because he's bumping along in his tractor. There's like bales of hay behind him and <laughs> he and perfect. his dad are, are working while we're on this Zoom call and he's listening and, you know, he just, he is grassroots. I don't know that it gets, you know, any more grassroots than Senator Colson Morris. So, I'm, I'm uh, seeing a Green Acres kind of theme going on, you know? <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Perfect. He wears it very well. So um, some, you know, there, there are a number of opinions bouncing around about all of this, right? Some are still stick, sticking up their heads going, oh, by gosh, we have to unify. We're fighting ourselves. We're fighting ourselves. But others are saying, yeah, but you know what? Truth is what rules in these cases, and you got to get down to truth, and and be able to address the real issue. What what are you hearing from the folks? Are they worried about? Gosh, I'm a, I'm afraid I'm going to offend somebody. Or are they saying I don't care? I'm going to tell tell them what's on my mind. Well, I mean, it's one thing when there's you know dissent among the ranks. If it, it's like, what is the um, motive of the heart? Like, what is the genesis? of the conflict, you know, mm -hmm. and when it is those who stand for freedom of speech and due process of law and those who bow the knee to the elite leaders, then that is a necessary, it's like iron sharpening iron, you know, that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. 
And mm -hmm. I think um, the party's going through a refining process of, of really eradic exposing first and then eradicating people that are in the party who really do not subscribe theologically, foundationally and fundamentally to the core beliefs or the platform. And so they've been able to um, fester, I feel like for decades um, in GOP groups, whether it's the women or, you know, the official uh, county parties um, and go relatively undetected, um, which is why Colton stepping forward and dropping that letter was such a um, lightning bolt because it really created a demarcation line between sure. you're with the people or you're not. And so um, I think there is a necessary um, process that's happening here and there's very little gray. It's pretty black or white across the state. Um, they are critical of leadership that has been quiet. They're very critical of senators. I mean, they'd almost rather just have their senator come out and say, I don't support him than the ones that, as you mentioned, are laying low or trying to play both sides or whatever. They've had it because they take these folks to task who say, I don't believe it. I mean, like I put this newsletter out with talking points. I'm like, here's the deal. This is what leadership is telling your representatives to say. Mm -hmm. This is why it's not true. And this is what you say back. They're not afraid to have those conversations. And, and I do feel like there's a refining process happening. It is necessary. It is healthy. These people need to get out of the party. And in order for that to happen, there has to be reason. You know, the people have to see um, the, the co true conservatives have to see that they really don't believe what we believe or they yeah, let me ask, something. Let me ask you this, Mallory. We've, we've been talking a lot about this on the show. Who do you think these people are working for? They're obviously not working for the people of Georgia. So do you have a guess on who, the, who their ultimate person is, their entity is they're trying to please? I mean, my, my educated guess would be yeah. um, they're working for leadership and they're working uh -huh. to preserve their own power and money and influence. And, you know, I was asked to uh, MC an event. Gosh, it was almost a year ago. And they brought in a um, gentleman who is world renowned um, in his research of the CCP and mm -hmm. the, the um, I mean, 40, 50 years that they have worked to infiltrate this country very systematically, very quietly. I listened with my jaw on the ground. Uh, he went through organizations that are here in the state of Georgia that are just tentacled into everything you can even imagine. I mean, there mm -hmm. there's an impact for that. There's a cause and effect to that. And so when, when a party, a group um, works that hard, and he's written books. He was on the news every night. I mean, this gentleman was like uh, world renowned. I mean, that's what he did for a living was was travel and discuss his his findings and his decades of research. You know, you're up against something. There is a presence here in the state of Georgia that is not American, that is not mm. supportive well of our, you know, Republic and yeah. um, does not like our freedoms and is working against us. And, you know, we have openly, I was listening to somebody talk about on the federal level, you know, the, the um, progressive caucus that it, like opposes the freedom caucus on the federal level. And they were reading from their website. And I just sat there thinking, how can you have people in our governance who subscribe 
to the uh, to an opposing form of government than we have here because they're going to further that cause that is their agenda they're saying this is what i believe in yet they are sitting in our governing bodies and telling us and directing and influencing what happens in america it just literally blew my mind and the person was kind of saying it you know to get to a bigger point but i mean that's the reality that's the cold hard reality that that people have to deal with that is what's going on. Um, and I mean, how that plays out like in detail, I mean, I don't know who like personally yeah. all the players are, but it's very obvious that we're up against something, you know, big and bad and, and very un-American. It's particularly well, troubling to me that, that even up on uh, the Georgia.org website, there's an ad uh, incenting Chinese companies to place facilities in Georgia. And guess who the spokesman is? Brian Kemp. And we've talked about that in the past. And I don't blame him for everything. But that one that one troubles me. I mean, I mean people act like, legal. gosh, it's a, well, it's, it's, it's a great thing because it'll bring jobs. Well, yeah, it'll but it'll also bring influence. And there are no companies, um, from my understanding in China, that don't answer, ultimately, to the CCP. So well, you know, and we're Bill, inviting you them in. You can't do that in other countries. You can't come in and take part in their government and control their government and buy up their land and put their companies out of business and profit. You, you can't buy land around their military bases. You can't walk across yeah. their borders. I mean, everything that is happening is to the end of diluting the very DNA, the what the autonomy, the national identity of what it means to be American. And um, it, it is it is not a moment um, to have leaders that are their agenda is to preserve themselves and their position and make more money and climb further up the ladder. We have never needed the citizen leader, the sacrificial leader, the servant leader, more than we need them right now. Yeah. There is, uh, you know, a lot going on in D.C. And one of the issues is uh, the money of Sequoia Capital and others that are tied, that do a lot of business in China and are tied to that network. Um, what do you think about none of the Georgia congressional delegation voting to get rid of McCarthy, even though he's lied to the party over and over again? I mean, I think that's a stain on Georgia. What do you think? Yeah, I do. I, I think by and large, um, we we have very middle of the road status quo Republican leaders from Georgia. Mm -hmm. Very little that's super impressive, that's tip of the spear for fighting for the citizen. We don't have these leaders that are looking out for the taxpayers. I mean, if you just take it from a fiscal Mm -hmm. perspective. We do not have gatekeepers and protectors of hardworking Americans. Uh, there's so many other filters that they that their, their votes go through before they cast them. And it's, it's unfortunate. Um, it explains why we're in the shape we're in. And it's disgraceful. It really is disgraceful. And I'm hoping this next election cycle, we redeem Georgia. I mean, there's, there's, we are a bit embarrassing right now. I mean, it, it is embarrassing. It, it's it's embarrassing that we have the only 
senator and legislator in the country in any of the states that Trump has been indicted in that have stepped forward. And one of those have been ousted from the Republican Party for doing so. I mean, it, it's just like when you take it high level, it's like, wait, what? You know, conservatives have two fighters basically in the country and the Republicans just took a bat to the leadership, excuse me, Republican leadership in the Senate just took a bat to the knees of the one guy, like the one guy um, who's speaking for the people. It's it really is. It's embarrassing. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Yeah, it's um, <clears throat> interesting, too, that so few yet organizations have spoken up um uh, on his behalf, or even about just the, the dynamic that's playing out. I was pleased uh, to see Fulton County, led by uh, Stephanie Andres, uh, uh, issue their statement. And you may have heard we're going we're gonna to hear from Stephanie later in the show. I but, did. But, I did. But what would your, I mean, we're, we're in a time where we're looking to our legislators. They're, they don't seem to be getting the job done. We have layers of folks below them that have stepped up and and in many cases, grassroots have taken over GOPs across uh, many of the counties in Georgia. What What's the message that you would send to those guys about what they should be doing right now to show their real intent, show their support and so forth? Well, I mean, I don't want to get all scientific, but nature abhors a vacuum. And where there are massive vacuums of poor, of there's no courageous leaders. There's nobody representing the people they better get ready because the people are going to come in. They're going to fill that spot because it's what needs to be done to preserve our way of life. I said in an interview the other day, the day that Colton was kicked out, I said, you know what? It's kind of a blessing. They've launched primary season very early. It is off. It was like shooting <laughs> off the gun at the beginning of the uh, race. And I'm telling you, we have some brilliant men and women who are willing um, to lay down their lives to lay down their lives and run to oppose these weak, pathetic leaders. And I think there will be a reckoning. I think there is going to be a shaking, a sifting. I think it is going to be magnificent. And I don't mean just people to, and there will be that, just to make campaign season difficult and call these people out when there's debates and stuff. But I mean, legitimate, amazing candidates who can step into those Senate seats and put these people out to pasture. And um, I'm really, really, really excited about it. Georgia has great leaders. They're just not in the Senate, in the House for the most part. They are in the fields and in the office buildings and in the classrooms and in the homes all across the state of Georgia. It's the citizens and they are going to step forward and we are going to hammer these people in primary season. And I cannot absolutely can't wait. Like I think about it and it makes me smile. Um, mm -hmm. but we're ready. I mean, they did it. They did it to themselves. And, and as I mentioned before, when somebody tells you who they are, believe them. So yeah. these people that have stood down that have, um, you know, I put a video up on social media the other day, just to remind everybody that October 1st had come and gone and there's no, you know, prosecutorial committee to complain to, or to save the day. Like all these reps and senators said, Nowhere, nowhere. Hasn't even made it through uh, the Supreme Court of Georgia once, much less twice. Um, we said that was a lie. We said that was an excuse. And the calendar has backed us up. And so moving on, you know, but but people need to call their reps and senators and say, oh, yeah, hey, you lied. You mm -hmm. said 
someone was going to come save the day. Granted, you said it was someone who was not elected by the people, but appointed by uh, the elites. But nevertheless, you said those people were going to come save the day and they didn't. What say you now? What say you now, Senator? What say you now, Representative? Um, And they need to call them out. We need to keep the fire as hot as it can possibly be. Yep. Very much agree. We've uh, in that vein, we've uh, we've actually extended invitations to um, to begin at least to Bo Hatchett and uh, Shelley Eccles, both senators, to get their views. We want to be fair. We want to be open. Hear hear what their views are on this. And and uh, unfortunately, have not uh, heard back to schedule that uh, that appearance. So hopefully, we'll we'll get that call before long. Well, I will be tuning in for that. And and happy to co-host with you if you want anybody else to come on. <laughs> you know, you, you know, you're, you're, you're a very kind person, but you, you get a scary look on your face when you say that. <laughs> That's right. I mean, Hey, I'm in this for my children and I'm not playing games. I mean, I got other stuff I could do with my time, but their freedom's on the line. So well, I, well, Bill, that's that Bill. twinkle in my eye. You see. Bill, now we have a, a substitute host when one of us is on vacation. There you go. <laughs> Y'all are fun. I will come on with either one of you anytime. This is fun for me. Well, we knew it would happen eventually. Now the deep state has three things to worry about. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mallory, thank you so much for joining us. We'll be uh, we'll be looking to uh, to hear more and uh, and uh, continue to support Colton and others as they step up, hopefully to to do the right thing. Yes, thank you. And I'm dropping a new newsletter in the morning. Any of your listeners who aren't on my Substack, Mallory Staples, Substack.com, please, please tune in um, and read, 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 because we always have, you know, calls to action and stuff like that. And thank you Perfect. guys so much. You bet, Mallory. Take care. That's great. Okay, thank bye. you, Mallory. She's great. She is good. We've got, uh, we, we have more work to do in Georgia than anybody would have thought six months ago, but that's fine. You know, um, as, uh, as Mallory points out, there's folks stepping up now that say, you know, whatever it takes, you know, I'm in. It's like that. That's great. Like that movie, The Replacements, you know, winners want the ball when it when the time uh, comes. Well, and also the old quote that, uh, you know, these kind of times create leaders. You just don't know where they're going to come from. So yep. um, I think that's going to happen. Speaking of that, I may have to move. The weather's getting a little sporty. So if it starts raining, I may have to make an emergency exit and go. Oh but I'll be back. Okay. (laughs) Um, So let's talk about health. We do this. It's a big, a big issue for CDM and the Georgia record. And I'm sure, I'm sure you've seen the FDA has looked to ban cold medicine because they say it's uh, ineffective. Actually, it's probably just big pharma wants to make more money and they want to ban things that humans can do to help themselves. So there also are, there's some rumblings about antibiotics maybe banned. So how can you protect your family? You can go to twc.health forward slash CDM and get the emergency medical kit. It has everything you would need for most emergencies as in, you know, COVID type viruses, uh, bioweapons like bubonic plague, tick bites, other types of things. You've got antibiotics across the board that will hit mostly everything that you may come in contact with or your family. One of these will support one adult, so you may need more than one. And if you go there and use promo code CDM, you get a 10% forward Oops, slash there we go. And use promo code 
for their guests. Bring that down. We may be losing you just a little bit, Todd. See, oh, really? see if you can repeat the last sentence or so, please. Yeah, I just said, uh, go ahead and uh, bring in Willie. Okay, very good. There we go. How are you guys? How are you doing, my friend? Right. I'm doing good. Good to see you both. So, uh, Willie, we're across town. I'm just, uh, I might get rained on. I'm outside, but uh, here in Miami. But uh, I... You, you have a long and storied history in the business. Tell us about your career. Well, I've been in the business for over 30 years since I uh, went to school here in Florida on, on television production and directing also journalism. And I was with CNN uh, International for about 20 years. Uh, I left uh, around 2012, uh, I'm sorry, 2014, left the company. And then I, I, I created my own uh, consulting company in terms of broadcast communications. Um, new strategies, digital communication, et cetera. So it's been a long 30-some years and uh, really happy that uh, uh, we're doing what we're doing, which is uh, getting out of the network and doing our own thing and, uh, you know, free thinking and, uh, and hold people to the fire and not, not back down when in terms of uh, telling the truth. And I think that's actually what we're doing, and it's really exciting. So you're running uh, CDM Espanol, which is cdmespanol.com. Uh, this was your brainchild, and we've partnered on that. So tell us about that whole effort. What we're doing is just trying to bring the truth. It's just like uh, it's the things that we lost in, in our industry is what we're trying to bring back in Spanish. So basically uh, what makes the community safer, what makes the democracy work is the freedom of speech, freedom of the press, and we can actually uh, uh, tell the truth. And I think a lot of that's been lost in the past few years, and, and we, we made the decision that that's – just the way it goes. And the numbers give us, their, you know, the reasoning behind it is that the, the lack of trust in our industry, people are just going away, just doing some other things. We want to bring them back. We want to, we want to inform them. We want them to be part of this growing community in Spanish, that, that, that conservative that we're trying to bring into the mix because this information coming from the other side and it, when it's not this information, it's basically the fact that they want to silence you. And the opportunity that we have with CDM Espanol is to make sure that that voice is heard and that we're we're doing the work. We're telling people the reality. We're not uh, sending out their propaganda. We're not sending mixed messages. We're just going straight at it and just say the way it is and let people make their own decisions. But we need to tell them the truth. We need to give them information so that they can make uh, informed decisions. And that's basically the whole core of the uh, CDM Espanol brand. So Soros has bought many of the media channels uh, in the Hispanic community trying to capture that whole narrative. What's been the reaction to CDM Espanol? Because we're, we're completely different than what Soros media is doing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, basically, they, they spend 60 to $80 million in terms of buying 18 stations and uh, 10 key markets in Spanish in the country, which is a huge deal that they bought from Univision and spent a lot of money on it, obviously money that we don't have. But what we have is the truth. What we don't have... Is propaganda, you know, they, they, they do what they do and uh, and they follow a guideline. We don't, you know, we have a discussion, we have conversations. It reminds me of the times even when Congress went their space uh, to uh, have conversations and come to an agreement uh, on issues and things that they're not happening anymore. So we want to make sure that that space is here in CDN Espanol, that we can bring people and talk about interesting issues. It's like, because when you look at it in our community and, we, and everybody's talking about immigration, 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 Immigration is not even on the top five issues of the voting block, even Hispanic 
voters in the U.S. You know, it's like number eight. But, it, it, you know, it makes it sound like this is the only issue. For us, it's not. It's the same issues as regular voters, like, you know, the security and the jobs and uh, what's going on in the border, uh, the economy, uh, all those things, that, the political persecution. We know family a lot issues. about that, com- family yeah. issues. and Exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it, so we know about all this issue. So we bring those out to the front and we talked about it. And, you know, the Hispanic community in the U.S., especially in this month, Hispanic Heritage Month, it's more than just immigration. We do have a lot to offer. Interesting. So um, there is an effort to bring the Hispanic community to our side of the football. How is that going? Are you, are you getting good response? We're getting, we're getting good traction. And, you know, we're doing uh, uh, we're going to start. We actually we started this week doing x spaces on the on the x uh, uh platform uh, live conversation and is is it we did really well we're gonna start uh this week also doing a podcast in spanish mm-hmm. uh, uh out of the website in 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 in, a, in, a, in another show we're gonna try to do a weekly show uh also mm-hmm. on video to try to bring everybody into a platform that, ref, that that represents what we believe which is you know family values and uh democracy and freedom of, spe- of, the, of expression freedom of the press uh, the fact that we feel every day like more of a third world country, the way that our justice system is being is being persecuting people for political belief and, and religious beliefs. So we want to make sure that people understand that's just not the way things are. That just, you know, it's, it's an agenda and we are going to be talking about it. We're going to express our discontent with that. And uh, we come from different countries in Latin America. They're mostly Catholics and they're mostly conservative. So we want to make sure that that is actually that point is getting through. Well, your election coverage last year got rave reviews. Uh, it yes. was all in Spanish, but it was very well done, rooftop, uh, very high-end production, and it was quite impressive. What are your plans for 24? 2024, yeah, we, we want to actually go bigger, like everything. Oh, you know, yeah. started like this, now we're going to go bigger. You know, Hopefully, uh, people will like to be in Washington, D.C. I don't like to be in Washington, D.C. because election night, nothing happens in Washington. Everybody's out in their camps. And, yeah. uh, you know, we might pick up one of their camps or we go to an interesting city and just go live from there a couple of days, like the day before, the day after, and the day off, so that we can have full coverage of it. And actually cover both parties. We'll have somebody at the uh, Democratic uh, headquarters and the Republican headquarters because we want to make sure that everybody's represented and we go sure. we want to we want to make sure that our coverage represents what we are which is a platform that is open to our to discussion political discussion and other issues not only politics we, we have in our side education uh, faith we have the uh, international news economy uh, opinion analysis so we do have all that we just you just make sure that it is fair, and we have uh, we have opened up that platform to everybody. Bill, you got any questions? Sure. So, knowing that you deal with uh, you know with the Hispanic community and and others, um, both in Florida and elsewhere, one of the things we're spotting up here is as you as you learn more and listen more to all the different communities, the wants, the wishes of these folks really aren't different as you move from community to community everybody kind of seems to gravitate to the things that you're list you're uh, listing you know they they want to be able to to uh, observe their faith whatever it is in in their own way they want to be able to to say their mind uh, in whatever forum they don't want to be censored they don't want to be canceled mm-hmm. um are are you finding that your work is helping that that process so that they too kind of see that across all these different communities yeah, it is helping. And the, and I can give you an example. Like we, uh, part of the group that work with us, 
we are actually being, do, we've been doing interviews and, and some of these other networks like uh, Univision and Telemundo that we know how politically they affiliate. So we, we, we go to them and we try to bring our point of view. We try to argue with them in a, in a way, but it's difficult because as you know, they don't want to have a small argument about anything. They just want to yeah. talk over you, interrupt you, uh, not allowing you to make your point. So, but even though that's happening, we are, we're still uh, having our voice there. We, we continue to do it in our communities. Like you said, they're interested in the same thing. They want to have a um, security in their cities. You know, I, I, obviously we're seeing the crime, the crime mm -hmm. and all this big city. They want to be secure. They want to have a good education. They don't believe in the whole thing about the gender, this whole gender thing. They're against the, uh, uh, whether we're teaching our kids in school, they want to make sure that they get a right education and that other education is done by the parents. The, the same things that we agreed on in our communities, they all agree. So what we found is like, we thought that we were going to start building a small support because of how uh, divided and well-funded the other side is. But we realized that it's actually much easier. You just got to tell them the truth and tell them, you know, we're conservative. We're not radicals. You know, we, we believe in our family values. We believe we have faith. We believe in God. You know, we have principles, we have morals. Like what this country was founded on was all about that. And what is happening right now is a group of people. There's a, it's a, not a group, a huge group of people that wants to destroy what this country was built up on. And, and, and we're not, we, we're going to say it, you know, we're going to be fighting that same war, that culture war. We're going to be fighting it because that's what this country, uh, it, you know, what we do in this country is what we're leaving to our kids. We want to make sure that our kids have a country they can feel proud of that they can have the freedom that they don't have in other countries. And that's what we're going to be fighting. Them. Yeah. For the folks that have, have uh, come to the country in, I don't know, the past couple generations, perhaps, do you find that their concerns around what's happening now is even more acute? So their well, family yeah, may remember other, other ways that the world runs and be really concerned they're, about our They're movement. concerned in the way that we analyze this whole immigration thing is, 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 is two, different, two different chain or two different lines. One of them is like the majority of the people coming through the border, they come here because of economic issues. It's not because they're being politically prosecuted. That's probably two or three percent. The numbers don't lie. Like the, uh, the asylum cases, 90 percent of them get rejected because they just come in because they have economic problems. Uh, that's one thing. But the reality that they're seeing right now is like what's happening in the country is that a lot of the stuff that they're running for uh, are from in, their, in those countries, like political persecution and all this sort of thing, is mm -hmm. what you're seeing here. And mm -hmm. the economy is not as great as they thought it was uh, when people were telling, hey, you, you have to come to the U.S. because the economy is great. You're going to be doing so much better. They're not. So they're facing yeah. that reality as well. But the problem is like there's so many of them. It's about seven million in what, in two years or something like that? It's, it's insane. You know, there's no country in the world that can absorb economically that amount of people coming through the border. And we're seeing the video is now that we're making that up of, uh, you know, so, uh, uh, border patrol cutting the, uh, cutting the fence, people coming through. So when you hear politicians talking about the border is secure, it's not secure. The border is not open. It is open. That's the reason why we had 100, uh, 260,000 people last month that came through illegally. So that that's and, and the other part of that of that of that thinking is those we have 13 million now we have seven more so we have about 20 million undocumented in the country they mm -hmm. can't vote so the whole campaign about immigration is about an emotional vote to get a hispanic vote that can actually vote so that's why they made the whole case about immigration and how they've been truly they were really treated badly under the trump administration and now 
they're doing with compassion and nobody believes that anymore. I don't think that the White House has any any credibility in terms of immigration with our community. They, they don't believe anything they said. So those are the two tracks that we look at it. It's like they don't vote, but it's an emotional vote that they're trying to pull with the whole immigration issue. And the mm-hmm. other issue is that they're actually finding out that they were, they're running from. They're, they're finally, they're finding it here in the U.S. Yeah. So Willie, uh, CDMS Manual is a global site. It's, it's not for Florida or Georgia even, but you know, Georgia has a huge Hispanic community. But your production value is very high. That's one thing I've been impressed with, your graphics, the way you run the site. It's very, very, very professional just because of your background at CNN and elsewhere. You know, you did a big bang-up job down. We were together in Mexico City for CPAC Mexico. Uh, CDM Espanol did a lot of interviews and really moved the needle there. Um, Tell us about your podcast. You do on target, right? Is that something? Yes, yes. It's my podcast, a weekly podcast that I do. It's political analysis. And what actually bring the uh, CDN Espanol where it is, I have a small team of people that are really professional. They're really dedicated uh, to the cause. And in terms of our graphics package, how we uh, uh, how do we apply technology engagement on social media? Uh, And those stars are always changing. So we, we get together every day and we discuss how we're going to do it and 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 the advantage is that we have a platform that we're not censored we can actually be innovated we we innovate we we talked about new things we we talked about different coverage it's like okay now we need to the reason why we started doing all these podcasts and all these uh, x spaces is because next year's an election we need to build up our audience you don't do that two weeks before the event so right now we actually what we want to be competitive uh, next year, when the primaries and caucuses are, we want to be there. We want to be competitive, and to do that, we need to start now and and growing and growing that audience. And that's pretty much what we do it. Well, Willie, next time you have a really good guest, uh, send them our way too. The, if they speak English, and uh, we'll have them on and well, cross promote, cross pollinate, if you will. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you can count on that. Okay, my friend. We'll see you uh, again soon. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Todd. That's Thanks, great. Bill. Great to see yeah. you both. Thanks, Willie. Cheers. That's great. What a great guest. Yeah. CDM Espanol for our audience. Check it out if you are in the Hispanic community. It's growing rapidly. So before we move to our next guest, uh, another thing that you've seen, uh, and there's been a lot of press about this, and I, you know, we had the emergency broadcast today. There was a big hubbub over that as to whether that was nefarious or not. But one thing is for sure is that our food supply is not, I wouldn't say polluted, but uh, infiltrated with things that we may not know are there. They're looking at putting, and maybe they already are, putting mRNA in multiple different uh, food vectors, whether it be lettuce or, uh, I heard something today, insulin uh, for diabetics may be compromised. So you've really got to be careful about what you're putting in your body. So we have a solution for part of that, which is the familyfarmbeefbox.com. This is Glade Miller-Smith in Nebraska familyfarmbeefbox.com. They will send you on a subscription basis, freeze-dried beef. It's fantastic. There's no mRNA. It's multiple cuts. You can sit down with your family and decide what you're going to cook tonight. And uh, the kids love it. They get to pick. And so I found it to be really a family around the dinner table um, kind of thing. Now, Glade is uh, an interesting guy. He had a podcast with us recently on the early homesteaders, but he tells me the next one next week, He's going to do it while he's milking a cow. So we have this to look forward <laughs> to next week with Glade Miller-Smith. 
uh, podcast uh, while he's milking a cow. So uh, stay tuned for that. Why don't you introduce our next guest, Bill? <laughs> I'm, I'm still a little speechless from <laughs> picturing that piece next week. Um, so I mentioned earlier when we were talking to Mallory that uh, yesterday the Fulton County GOP, led by Stephanie Andres, uh, released a statement talking about Colton Warren and also calling out the concerns that, that have surfaced around this. It isn't just as simple as what Colton did or didn't do. Now it's the reaction to what he did. And uh, so we wanted to bring her on and get her views on um, uh, the statement that she made and the implications for Georgia. So we'll bring her in. Stephanie Andres from the uh, Fulton GOP. She's the chairman of that organization since being elected uh, back earlier this year. Stephanie, thanks for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. So uh, yesterday you issued uh, an amazing statement uh, supporting Colton Moore's position and what's happened in the last week and a half. Why don't uh, you tell us about the statement, please? Well, at the end of the day, what's really been frustrating to me is seeing cancel culture work in society. So we saw, but then when the legislators start picking it up, it, it really strikes home because at the end of the day, each individual that's serving in whatever capacity that they were elected they report to the people and they were rightfully elected by those people. So Colton Moore was elected by the people in his district and he was serving them and he was utilizing his voice and it's their job to, in essence, manage the elected officials. Yet he was silenced um, because people didn't like what he was saying. We saw the same thing done by Democrats happen to Marjorie Taylor Greene. And even over the weekend, they started talking about doing that with Getz. And it's frustrating because in society today, we keep shooting, the Republican Party keeps shooting itself in the foot when we create these bubble conversations about alienating another person because we don't like what they're saying. Um, and that it took me a little while to truly formulate my views, but at the end of the day, the call to action is he needs to be reinstated. It's the people of his district that need to hold him accountable if they feel uncomfortable with what he's done and what he's said. Um, free speech is free speech and Republicans are supposed to be the party of the constitution. And yet we're wanting to silence people to make things easy. Life's not about when you're elected being easy. And so that's for the most part, what my statement was all about. Yeah. It seems unbelievable that, uh, folks within the Republican party would be speaking out against, um, you know, in this way about, uh, free speech, and especially taking aggressive action to remove him from the Republican caucus, actually to reduce his power, reduce his ability to represent the people that uh, essentially hired him, voted for him and hired him. Exactly. And that's what he's supposed to be there for. I, when they did it to Marjorie Taylor Greene, what was interesting was she now all of a sudden had a, a, an amount of free time to do what she needed to do to take care of things. So while they thought they were punishing her, she got to work on other things. And lo and behold, when she was restored, of course, she was light years ahead of others. Not the right thing to do, but there's, you know, cause and effect. And so I'm hoping that they will put Colton Moore back because the Republican Party in Georgia, when we do it to ourselves, um, we can't afford that in Georgia. Right now, there's such a large divide. It's almost as if we're two separate parties and we have to find a way to move forward. And if we can all agree that the core base is the constitution, which is not rooted in feelings. It's just rooted in, in, in rights and laws that were 
um, written for us to live by, which is what enables us to be a republic. We're not a democracy. We're a republic. And we're supposed to be following those rules of law. And with free speech being the number one, um, if we can figure that out, I think the Republican Party can move forward. But we also have to remember that we all, the entire structure is set up by the people. It's the people that govern. It's the people that manage everything. We can't just keep thinking that the people are disposable. And that's what's happening right now is the grassroots are rising up and saying, okay, Colton Moore is my representative. Marjorie Taylor Greene is mine. You know, there may be some people that are upset that Jim Jordan has been removed, but at the end of the day, he didn't lose his status as a member and his involvement. He just isn't that leader anymore. That is a little different. Um, but I still think that, and for him, I think the crux of it was that people felt that he lied. And that's that's where that decision came from. But they weren't silencing his speech or silencing him or negating his ability to function. And in Georgia, we we as people and as elected officials need to come back and reestablish the relationship between the people and the electeds and then bring the party together. And remember, if we don't interfere with with feelings and we're just focused on the rule of law, that's how justice can be blind. That's how all this is supposed to work. Yeah, we were lucky enough to have uh, Senator Moore with us over the weekend, and he uh, uh, gave a, a little bit of detail about what uh, what actually transpired. He, mentioned that uh, many of the folks didn't want to be uh, uh, visible for a vote uh, within the caucus. They didn't really want to be associated with the process to to push them out. Um, and essentially, the uh, the leadership ended up taking that role. And uh, so one of the one of the comments that he made in that discussion was that uh, he believes he represents certainly his constituents that voted for him. But once once he's in office, he mentioned, I represent really all of the people in Georgia, because we're all collectively the legislature. And I think what's going on now, um, folks calling out like you did for his reinstatement and for this to stop these uh, aggressive attacks against folks that uh, exercise their, their opinions and free speech to stop. That's a litmus test perhaps for um, the caucus leadership and maybe for the legislature more generally. What do you, what do you think? I, th I think so. I think um, a lot of a couple of actions that we've seen just in the last couple of days between a lot of people standing up and trying to speak and signing a petition for Colton Moore and saying this is enough, seeing the um, what's happened in just last night with Jim Jordan, people are really standing up and trying to get involved and they they don't want to be at odds. They want to elect, recognize what the ultimate goal is. And that's to win elections in Georgia for 2024, because we will directly, we have in the balance the presidency. And if we can't get it together, then we're not going to be successful in 2024. And so people are really standing up and starting to question and starting to identify what's really detrimental to us and to the party and to the people and what's ancillary. And some of the leadership in the Senate, I know that they're under a tremendous amount of stress, and I know what's happened with Fannie Willis is creating um, a lot of desire to stay in the background, to not create any more waves. But we can't do it at the expense of the people. The people are here to support the electors that were, because um, they are innocent until they are proven guilty. And we all need to remember that. Mm -hmm. And we need to stand together, and they are Republicans and um, help fight for them. But we can't be silenced in fear because it's that fear that's gonna create 
the most issues with voters not wanting to come out. The more we speak up individually, the more we give um, confidence to those who are who are uh, are afraid to speak and to start speaking publicly. So that as we the people, we can start having this real dialogue. But right now, people are angry. They're involved. Free speech is definitely um, being impaired now in the Republican Party, and we need to stand up. And so I think that, that a lot of what you're seeing is the we the people standing up and saying, we are we the people. This process exists for us, by us. And I agree that that's what's happening. Yeah. Uh, there's been a lot of talk over the weekend about folks already thinking about, you know, I, I don't like the way that my representative has been behaving in all of this, even before um, this uh, push to take Colton more out of the caucus, even before that, you know, folks that were silent are sending a difficult signal to their constituents. Are you hearing uh, that folks are readying perhaps primary candidates to to take the reins if their folks won't won't do it? Or is that is that a little premature? I haven't heard anything like that right now. I think people are just trying to figure out how do we um, focus for 2024. And this is just yet another obstacle for us to be successful. We keep sabotaging. So the work that say the county party is doing, getting out there, trying to engage people. The minute you have these um, events that drive us further apart than all that work, you just took two steps forward and 10 steps back. And it's so much harder for us to be successful. So um, I haven't heard any of that because that would create a lot more chaos. I just know right now people are focused on the municipal elections that are coming up, especially mm -hmm. up here in North Fulton. Yep. And we're focused on getting involved in the center of the county and south of the county and start rallying people for republic strong republican candidates for 2024 and to be ready for the primaries yep you you mentioned the uh encouragement for others to speak out um have you seen other counties making statements such as what you've done in the last 24 hours and would you encourage them to do so I've seen a couple counties come out with statements. I don't know if I don't know that I saw a call to action, but they were definitely saying we, we can't continue this behavior. We have to stop this. And I've reached out to a couple myself. I think the more county chairs that speak up, the more individuals that publicly speak out respectfully. But um, to the point, make your point, state exactly what it is you want. Drive some action, I think would be very helpful because we got 159 counties in Georgia that are um, all trying to work for 2024 and they're in the same in the same situation we are. We're just the largest county and have the largest diverse population as well as the largest diverse political divide population. And um, we, this doesn't help the work that we're trying to get done. Yeah, the, uh, it, it is interesting. There's been um, a number of folks from various um, parts of the community speak up recently and they, <clears throat> their wishes um, seem to be very much in line. It's not, even though some may see the communities as, as different, um, many of the wants, many, many of the de desires, if you will, are very similar, if not the same. I mean, folks want, you know, a decent living, good job, safety, um, the ability to speak up and speak their mind. Yep. And that's, I think that's, we're hearing that that's true across many of the communities, uh, it, probably all. Um, nobody says, oh, I don't want to be able to talk, say what I, what I mean. 
<laughs> Everybody yeah. to, right? So Yeah. I mean, we see the cancel culture. They'll go to your job. They'll go wherever to silence you and to, to make you fearful to affect your livelihood. And that's the kind of stuff that just has to stop. Um, and I do hear it across all counties. I think that between the economy um, and between the uh, what happened during COVID itself, they're being locked up in your house. What happened to the children? What people are now seeing with education? People are standing up all over the place and they're not happy about being silent. So when they see it happening, especially in elected official capacity at a time where we can't afford to alienate more Republicans, they're being much more concerned because that directly impacts their belief that the issues they see that need to change in their community aren't going to change because, like I said, two steps forward, 10 steps back. They see that maybe not in that manner like I do, but they definitely see that they're going to be impacted in having alignment with individuals to be for us to all to be successful. Yep. They, uh, for the for some of the uh, GOP groups or counties that haven't said anything yet. Do you, are you sensing their views are in line with what uh, what you've brought out? Are they are they just as supportive? Just maybe not have said anything yet. I don't I don't know. I haven't really talked to that many, um, mm. and I'm not sure. It just depends on how plugged in they are and how focused they are in their communities versus what's happening the legislature. I mean, the interesting part is they're not in session. So I don't know how many people are solidly paying attention. And, you know, a lot of the places that are reporting this, I think a lot of people don't go to those news sites to oh. review what they deem to be the news, fake news. So I guess that's possible. Although we saw, I think, I think we had uh, five figures of folks watching uh, over the weekend. So nice. <clears throat> quite a number of folks are, are watching and, and interested. They just may, yes. they may still be in the, uh, uh cone of silence for the time being perhaps we'll we'll get them out of there soon yeah. um any any other actions that you plan or uh i know that uh senator moore is planning on being at a couple of meetings in this coming uh week to speak to citizens and so forth and share his views um are there any other events that you're planning in, in fulton as yet not for him we have our normal breakfast um october 14th and um, we have a speaker, Jeff Cleghorn, who's coming to speak about transgenderism um, and the effects. So that could be an opportunity I could reach out to um, Colton Moore and see if he would be interested in coming to speak with folks. We haven't scheduled anything specific for him. And I'm very interested to hear if he's in our neck of the woods. I'd love to be able to attend. Okay. The um, As people get more attentive, they'll probably want to get more engaged. How would they learn more about the Fulton GOP if they wanted to attend uh, your meetings or, or actually join at some point? Um, you can go to FultonCountyGOP.org and that's our website to check it out. You could also follow us on Facebook, um, which I believe is at Fulton GOP as well as Twitter. And I believe we have an Instagram account as well. That's great. That's great. All right. Anything else for the, for the folks before we, uh, before we break? No, I don't think so. Okay. Thank you for being with us. I know you were Thank rushing you. through meetings this evening, Stephanie. Appreciate Thank you. you being with us. We'll look forward to the next time to catch up. You bet. Sounds great. And I thank, thank all the people who are paying attention to your show and who are acting on the information that they're learning because this is a great news site. I appreciate their attention um, in helping to move some of these topics along. And I thank you for everything that you're doing. You bet. Thank you. Thank you that, for that. We'll you see bet. you next time. Thank you. Okay. Okay, so interesting conversation, and uh, again, we give her kudos for bringing out the statement that she did. 
yeah, yesterday. She's, she, she's in a tough position, but I think she's definitely, uh, you know, getting more and more in the in the fight. I should say. Yep, I agree. So, one thing I wanted to talk about is being in the fight uh, before we close out. Is we did have this vote this week on Kevin McCarthy, who was ousted last night from the speakership uh, by a motion to vacate by Matt Gates. Uh, eight very courageous uh, House members voted to do that. Essentially, they were the middle that allowed the vote to get over uh, across the finish line. But none of the Georgia representatives voted to remove Kevin McCarthy, who has lied to the conference, who hasn't done it. Where are those J6 tapes? You know, where's the impeachment? What, nothing's been done on the weaponization of any consequence of the federal government against the United States. And he was slow rolling all of this. Appropriations bills not getting done. CRs at the last minute. Just basically giving the swamp everything they wanted. So why did Georgia's congressional district vote to keep him? So we are going to ask a lot of uh, our, all of the Georgia's members. We asked uh, Congressman McCormick to come on. Uh, we've asked him over cell a few times and we sent an email to his office today and, and no response. Um, so uh, we're going to continue. What, anything else you have, Bill? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's worthwhile mentioning that uh, as we mentioned earlier in the show, we've, we're in the, in the interest of fairness and, and transparency, we want to get folks views. Um, they may, you know, they may feel like, uh, you know, they, they need and want a chance to answer what these mm -hmm. folks are saying. And, and yes, there's concerns. And yes, there's citizens standing up going, I don't understand why my representative is act, acting like this. If they want a chance to answer that, we're willing to provide it. And, uh, you know, I think that that's the fair thing and uh, the, the right thing to do. So um, as we invite more, we're going to talk about inviting them. And, you know, I think they should take advantage of it. Uh, if they have a message their constituents need to hear. Okay. Anything else? I think that's it for, for now. I bet we're going to have, we'll have plenty more by Sunday. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not hard to fill the shows these days. So uh, thank you to our audience and uh, we'll see you Sunday at 2 PM. Thank you. Thank you.